whatever time of day it is for you, hello and welcome to the podcast that is the best part of your week, isn't it? I know it is, I know it's a fact, and if you if it's not, you're lying. Oh yeah. <laughs> Just so everyone's aware, I'm here as well. I'm here. I'm Reggie. Mm. He's asleep though, so that's good. Where? Yeah. Um. So that was a nice little hello from me. Mm. Uh, are you going to say hello? Yeah. <laughs> I'll give in. Hmm. I'm hungry, mate. Yeah. I just realised. What, the younger? Yeah. When we started recording this podcast, I just thought to myself, I'm hungry. It is five to dinner time. Five to dinner time. Oh, it is. What? Right, let's get this done quick. See you all next week. <laughs> hey, what are we having for dinner? When was the last time that we started doing a podcast, a mastermind, anything that was recording us and we did it quick? None. Uh, brunch is what we've put in. Brilliant, that's five to twelve already. I think that we've got some eggs, I think that we've got some halloumi and mushrooms mm. and spinach. Mm. Have we got some chorizo as well? Yeah. Basically creating fake federal breakfast. If anyone is from Manchester or the surrounding area and doesn't know what federal is, get yourself there now because it's the best breakfast in the entire world and sometimes we like to make our own version of those because it's dead good. And if you're not from Manchester, I'm pretty sure like halloumi, chorizo and spinach and that's pretty standard. No, I know, but federal do it like real good. Oh, they do. Nearly as good as I do it. Phil is a very good cook, I am lucky. What did you make last night? Oh, we had a chicken parmo last it was night. Good that, wasn't yeah. it? It's not a real meal, but it was fantastic. <laughs> it's not a real meal. It's not a normal meal, like it doesn't make sense as food. I think we need some more vegetables today. Do you? Are we having vegetables for tea? Well you've just you've just said mushrooms and spinach are going in breakfast. I don't know. Yeah, I've got for you, isn't it? Fantastic. I wish you could still have onions. I wish you could still have onions, trust mm. me. I could make them in a separate pan, but that that means more washing up and <gasps> still on that. No. Still things to be doing that isn't washing up. I'm hungry. Anyway, Sorry. how to speed up your weight loss <laughs> journey. Probably don't listen to this podcast because you're probably all yeah, dead hungry now. Journey. Here's what we're having to eat. Um, now, look, before we dive straight in, there is no right or wrong pace to go at. Like, I think there's this, like, you must lose X amount of weight for X amount of time, etc., 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 and it's just all not true. And realistically, some people actually benefit from being a little bit slower anyway because it aligns with what they've got going on in life. Some people actually benefit with it going quicker. Some people, uh, whatever medium pace is, it's just better to go at that pace. Like, there's no there's no right or wrong. If you're losing a pound a week, half a pound a week, a pound a month, a pound every two months, it doesn't actually really matter that much. If you want to lose weight and you're losing weight, the pace that you're going at might just be the right pace and actually speeding it up might not be the answer. However, that's the title of the podcast, so that's what we're going to speak about. <laughs> yeah. Actually, in saying this, a lot of the clients that we work with actually work better at a slower pace because mm. they've done the speed it up bit yeah. and they've ended up back in this cycle of speed it up, mm. stop, speed it up, stop. Mm. But actually, that's what we're going to speak about because yes. it's, it's not even the pace that's the problem. Like, you can, and I know I just said then, like, you don't have to. You can actually speed up your weight loss journey, so you don't need to turn it off thinking, oh, they're not going to teach me how to. You can, and people will go from losing a pound a month to a pound every two weeks to a pound a week or whatever it might be, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. However, the way in which you speed it up isn't by going, right, I'm going to speed it up now. I'm going to make things really, really difficult for myself. No, you've got to do the thing that we bang on about so much, and if you've listened to the podcast, you will probably have heard us say this, a thousand million times if you knew welcome and here is the big tip focus on the process and forget about the result honestly can't tell you how important this is most people 
kind of when it comes to weight loss aim for that speed by doing maths i love maths but sometimes maths isn't always beneficial because for example people might be like right i'm gonna aim one pound a week four pounds per month or actually i could eat even less i could move even more and i could lose eight pound a month that's 24 pounds in three months and then they get all excited and they're like, oh, yeah, this is, a, yeah, I can do it, I can do it. They're already 90 days in, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. It's like, I've done it, I've lost 24 pounds. It's like, you've not moved, you've not actually done anything. You've just done maths and got really excited by what you could achieve. But, as we kind of touched on a minute ago, ironically enough, um, it actually tends to slow everything down because you're either falling off track or every other day, like, you're falling off track every other day or you're eating so little and moving so much that you're absolutely shattered. Basically, you create a lifestyle that is impossible to keep up with, or you create um, expectations for yourself that are impossible to keep up with, or somebody else creates expectations for you that's impossible to keep up with, when life is life. (laughs) And then we just get stuck in this cycle of that on it, off it, and actually, instead of speeding up, we just get stuck. Yeah, and it's easy for us to sit here and say, focus on the process, not the result. But we want to give you an idea of what that actually means and what the process actually is. Because if it isn't eat less, move more, what is it? Now, there's tons of different ways. In fact, we actually have 10 different ways in which we work through this because the 10 fundamentals, the most important things that matter, it would take us a very, 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 very long time to go through every single one of them on this episode. So we are going to go through two of the most important ones that we find work for pretty much everyone. And the first one is improving sleep quality. Now, the reason that that's a process is because when you you can sleep better without actually eating less. That's why it's a process because you could technically improve your sleep quality and still eat the same amount. However, that probably isn't going to happen. In fact, I can pretty much guarantee that isn't going to happen because when you improve your sleep quality, you will likely eat less food. And it's simply because of... Oh, sorry, go on, Jen. No, I was just going to say, just to clear up, when we say sleep quality, we don't mean quantity. So we're not saying... That's why I said quality. No, I know, but I'm just <laughs> defining... I'm just defining for people the difference between sleep quality and mm. sleep quantity because I think I've had this conversation with a lot of people and said, right, we're going to work on sleep quality. And they're like, yeah, well, I sleep like seven to eight hours a night. Like, I feel like I get some really decent sleep. Like, I don't wake up in the night, etc., etc. But actually, we can still improve that sleep quality regardless of how long we're actually sleeping for. So just making that really, and really clear. If you're someone who's hungry all the time, this is probably the first place I'd look at, to be honest with you. If you are hungry all the time, this is what I would probably say is the key area that you need to improve. And there's a few reasons why. The most obvious one is decision-making. We know we make better decisions when we're awake. Like, when we're absolutely shattered, we make convenience decisions on the spot that do not align with the goals that we want to achieve. But there is some more complex stuff, which we won't go too complex into because we know you'll probably turn it off because it'll get boring. But to keep it really simple and straightforward, the hormonal changes that happen when we are tired mean that we are wanting more food, struggling to feel full, and craving things like sugars and carbs. Now, if you're on a weight loss journey, it's pretty obvious that if you're always hungry, never full, and want carbs and sugar all the time, you're probably going to gain weight or you're probably not going to lose weight. Just by improving your sleep quality, you will reduce the amount of food that you eat because you're no longer as hungry, you feel fuller for longer, and you're not craving foods that potentially don't align with the goals that you've got to achieve, which makes decision-making even easier. As another quick example, having something like structured meals. So planning out your meals for the week won't directly mean that you lose weight. You don't plan out your meals and then all of a sudden you're eight pounds down. However, if you plan out your meals, you have structure for the week, 
Number one, it's going to make your life easier and who doesn't want an easier life? But number two, similarly to when you've improved sleep quality, it's going to make decision making easier. You get home from work, you know what you're having already. You already know exactly what it is you're going to have because you planned it on Sunday. Or you planned it whenever it is you plan your future. We do ours on a Thursday, weirdly enough. But it means that you don't now have to think on the spot, what am I going to have? What have I got in? Rooting through the cupboards, oh, I could have this, could have that. And then you just end up having random things thrown together. That isn't really a meal. It doesn't really make you feel full. You're not really satisfied. Then you want more food after that. Then you want something that's uh, chocolate or something else after that because you're not quite full. You're not quite satisfied because there's no structure to what you're doing. And what it also allows you to do, and this is super important for everybody that we work with, it allows you to work on autopilot. It means that the decision is taken out of your hand, which is similar to decision making. But when I say autopilot, what I mean is it allows you to focus on other things because food's taken care of. You know what you're having, you know when you're having it, you know how to make it. Everything's out the freezer, everything's ready to go, it's all fresh. All you literally need to do is make it and that's it. And if you're one step ahead, maybe all you need to do is warm it up because you made it on Sunday or Wednesday or whenever it was be, you, you pre-prepared it. So the process is the stuff that's going to result in you eating less and moving more. It's not the thing that's going to directly mean that you lose weight. So you don't improve sleep quality, have more structured meals and become eight pounds down. What you do is you improve your sleep quality, have more structured meals. That then results in you eating less, which results in you losing weight without you actually having to focus on eating less because they're the things we see. They're the things that we think we're not doing. Well, actually, it's because we've had a terrible night's sleep and we've no plan for the week. So by focusing on that process, that's when we then start to lose weight. Yeah, and I think it's really interesting, something that just popped into my head when you said about um, structured meals and that side of thing. I think I, I've had a conversation with a few people who've like planned out meals and then been like, oh, but I just keep like going for a takeaway or I, I just keep doing this. And I think sometimes the most self-compassionate decision that you can make for yourself is eating the thing that you've planned regardless of how you feel. Because often, yes, it's a bit more effort and yes, it might not feel like the thing that you want to do but actually sometimes that's the thing that you really need in order to give you that energy boost and make you feel better again if you're having a difficult day or things are super busy so that's just some kind of side note but um the process doesn't always feel easy but it's about finding a way to make the process happen despite of that and that will ultimately speed up your results absolutely um so um when we focus on that process, um, we might get two pounds a week weight loss, but it's relevant if it does or doesn't, because what we can guarantee is that over time, you're going to be able to eat less calories, move more and get into calorie deficit and lose weight. And I think that's the key thing. I think when we don't feel like the things that we're doing are having a direct impact, it can feel difficult to understand why we're doing those things. But once you start doing those things, not only does it impact your weight loss journey, but you feel bloody incredible as well because you're like, oh my God, I've got so much more energy. I'm nowhere near as tired. I feel like I've got this new lease of life. I've got, um, I'm eating foods that are giving me energy. Like you ultimately start feeling great and it's really easy to make the decisions you want to make when you're feeling great. And I think that's why focusing on the process is way more powerful than just keeping focusing on that result because if we're constantly thinking got to do this got to do this got to do this can't have that because that's not going to help me with that it's like well what actually is going to help you with it focus on that and get that bit done i think you know what you're absolutely right because the amount of time that we've heard i mean just to be really clear on this we are never the first people that people come to to lose weight they will have tried Slimming World, Weight Watchers, Cambridge, like at least, most people have tried at least five, sometimes 10, yeah. usually 20 plus. 
And every single time we help somebody to achieve their weight loss goals, they will tell us that they now feel better than they've ever felt before. Because every single thing that they've tried before has meant that they've slept worse, stressed more, felt tired, had no energy, hardly eaten, really felt aching, just really, just ultimately feeling terrible, but then looked in the mirror and gone, oh, but I'm, I'm, I'm smaller, I weigh less, so therefore I feel better, I must feel better. But actually the other 23 hours, 59 minutes of the day when they're not looking in the mirror, they feel terrible, which is why when we do it this way around, Yes, the reason we're doing it is because it will help weight loss to happen easier, but it will also mean that you can sustain it long-term because you've not got all these barriers in the way. But uh, what it will also mean is that you feel incredible and not just because you've lost weight, but because of all the other things we've said. And you know what? So oh, sorry, I thought you finished. Um, I was just going to say, like the amount of people that we've had come to us after like gastric bands or tummy tucks or whatever they want to do who come to us because they still want to lose weight because they've ended up back where they were because they didn't focus on the process they just focused on the result and they thought that the result would make them feel better when actually the process was a thing that would have made them feel better and that's something that we can action right away like that's something that can impact how we feel now rather than like focusing on that result and, and waiting until we get to a certain place to feel a certain way. That's so true because you can't lose eight pounds tonight, but what you can do is you can do something with your evening routine, which means that your sleep quality is better, which means that you wake up feeling better tomorrow. That's what you can do tonight. You can do that this evening. You cannot lose eight pounds tonight, but you can do something that will allow you to sleep better, wake up feeling better. That'll then result in you making better decisions with food tomorrow, which means that you might lose eight pounds at some point. But it's the immediate that will happen. It's the short-term wins that you'll get, which will allow you to stay on track yeah. as well. So, speed up your process. It speed up the result by focusing on the process and feel blooming incredible. Oh, Reggie's just woke up just in time Are for me putting Jen on the spot. No, he's gone back down again. Okay. So, Jen K. Yes. If you could be the front woman for any band <gasps> in the world, yes. who would it be and why? Um, I think it will be... Um, I think it will be... Um, oh, I can't pick. Can I guess on my phone and then if I get it yeah. right? One sec. Okay. Um, I think it will be... Hang on, I've be... not written it down yet or else I'll just be... Uh, uh, oh. That's who I've gone for. There's so many that I think I would pick. Oh, could it be... I've got a few that it could be as well, but I don't know the names of them. I don't know how to be a front man because do I replace the, the front man? I mean, you'd be a front woman. I yeah, but think. do I replace them? Yes, or else there'd be two front Do people. I sing the songs? Honestly, I've never known anybody <laughs> ask so many questions to a question. Um, yes. Okay. Um, do I become their mum or I still make? Nope, you. You're, you're, the, you're the lead singer of the band. I've no got, more questions. Okay. I've got a few in my head. Go on. Um, but I think it might be... Oh, right, it's between two. Mm. Mm, right, Falls. Oh, interesting. It was between Falls and Foo Fighters. Oh, right, well, I got that wrong. <laughs> what did you go Oh, it's Spice Girl. <laughs> no, I never really. I said Paramore. I did consider Paramore. What I wanted was a powerful band that I could feel. Mm. And I feel like Falls, Foo Fighters, also Paramore are quite like a, like a powerful band that like I can really feel behind me. What about... Um... Like, electric atmosphere. Yeah, I can... That's what I wanted. You create that, though. They've really got an electric atmosphere because they're so good. If you were rubbish when you get up there... Yeah, I know. That's the problem, isn't it? That's why I was saying, do I become that person? Because... What's his name? Mike Falls, main guy. I forgot. Oh, my gosh. What's his name? That's really bugging me. Grohl. No, Dave Grohl's... Um... Oh, was he the drummer? 
No, he's Foo Fighters. What are you on about? I said Falls. Oh, sorry. Falls lead singer height. He's a very short man. Yanis! There we go. Yeah. I love him. I think he's brilliant. What, the lead singer? Yeah. Yeah, but you do realise you'll be getting rid of him. I know, but that that's why I was saying could I be coming? Because he's the only band. I don't like watching bands in big arenas mm. because I feel like it, it loses the touch. But Falls is one of the only bands I've watched in a big arena that like really hold, held their own and like still felt as good as it would have been in a small venue, I feel. Fair enough. And it was exceptional, and therefore I would like to be the front person of all the Falls. I'll see what I can do. I'll try and side off here. Yeah. Anyway. I also like Training to Falls. Mountain at the Gate, is it called? No idea. That's a very good song Not really to train to. Yeah. Well, that's me. I'm excited now. Well, right, just in case. Just in case they call I'll, me I'll, I'll see what I can... Call you up? <laughs> I'm not an international football team. I'll see what I can do that. I'll try. I'll try it. Um, Thank you. Um, I'll try and get you... Get, get me on board. Yeah, see what I can do. Can you sing? No. Yeah. <laughs> as the podcast listeners well know. Yeah, that's one, that's one tick box that's quite important <laughs> as well. As it's not, we know loads of singers are absolutely terrible. Do you ever feel like a lot of our questions are music-based? Um, what was last week's? What did you ask me? Don't remember. No, me neither. It's been a full seven days. Anyway, that's how to speed up your weight loss. And I actually want my birthday present last. Yeah, and it was... Good it was good, didn't it? If you didn't see it, Phil took me for a salsa lesson, which he promised me the first time we ever spoke. He said that on the tenth day, he'd take me on the salsa lesson. You just thought it would have taken so six, ten years. Years. six years. Six years. <laughs> ten ten years. Um, and then we went to escape for island food, and then booked um, a little overnight stay in Whitworth Lock, which is a hotel that I've been wanting to stay at for ages. What a guy! So it was great, great. What a guy! Boy did good. All oh, right, I'm off to vomit. <laughs> See you all next week. <laughs>